Welcome to the ADHD Refresh Podcast. My name is Anne-Marie Espina, and I am an expert in ADHD transformation for entrepreneurs. I have a lifetime of experience navigating ADHD all the way from junior high to high school to post-secondary institutions, successfully navigating my own career and also successfully running my own business. I am absolutely obsessed with helping you release old stories and narratives of ADHD that are holding you back so that you can start achieving your 10-year goals right now. You can be, do, or have whatever you want in this life. You just need the right skills to get you there. So within this podcast, you will find the skills that have drastically transformed the lives and businesses of countless clients that I have worked with. My goal of this podcast is to share with you skills, strategies, and tools to show you how you can move from being a made-for-more entrepreneur into a powerful CEO that can create the thriving business you've always imagined. So if you are someone who is looking to level up your business, and if you are somebody who wants it all in life, this podcast is for you. You will learn a powerful strengths-based approach so you can ditch the overwhelm, gain clarity and peace of mind so that you can create the business and life of your dreams. I am so excited to have you here. Let's help you transform into a powerful CEO. Okay, welcome back to another amazing episode of the ADHD Refresh. And as always, I am super excited for this episode for two reasons. One, because it's another episode. And two, because I am joined by my amazing friend, Tina Madsen here today. Thank you so much for coming, Tina. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be on here because I love that the message you share with your audience uh, and I love the energy that you bring to the ADHD community because it's such a positive influence and it's a message that more and more people need to surround themselves with and you're, you're creating an impact. So I'm honored to be here. Thank you. Yeah, awesome. So uh, Tina is an ADHD coach um, specializing in hypnosis, which you're going to discover in our podcast today is so freaking powerful and how both of us um, use it to impact our businesses. But um, we are going to share with you guys how we met and the power of group coaching programs. So We actually met in a group coaching program and ended up connecting on a Zoom call. And in true ADHD fashion, we just went to town chatting and we were like, okay, we got to (laughs) go. It was so much fun. So that's the power of being connected to a community that is like-minded, right? It's so freaking important. I have met some of my best friends in coaching programs and it's so freaking awesome. So I'm so glad that you're here. Oh, me too. And to second what you said about the group coaching programs and particularly we know who we gel with. Mm -hmm. And one thing that I feel is really important, especially for those individuals with ADHD, as we're trying to navigate our way through a neurotypical world, which yeah, square peg, round hole, round peg, square hole, whichever way you want to call it, but to, to, to surround yourself with people who step into this community and are like-minded and have similar challenges, but you're all there with a common goal. Like when I connected with you and there's some other ADHD entrepreneurs that I've connected with and just, you feel seen and heard, and that is worth its value times 10,000. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. So true. 
So yeah, the reason that I brought Tina on today is because I love the work that you're doing. Hypnosis is something that has been super impactful in my life and helping me change my brain and rewire my brain and show up as not only just in my life, but as a more powerful CEO, right? So my business totally benefits from this work. So um, yeah, I want you to introduce yourself a little bit more so that everybody knows who you are. Yeah. So Tina Madsen, I live in Whistler, British Columbia. I am a lover of life, mama to two boys, a passionate outdoors woman, a uh, former professional athlete. So I chased mountain biking, downhill mountain biking. Hello, adrenaline yeah. junkie. <laughs> it's so crazy. <laughs> I see your stuff. I'm like, that's nuts. <laughs> All the light bulbs went off when uh, I was later diagnosed in life where I am. Um, so yeah, I was diagnosed later in life. And when I got that diagnosis, I was like, Oh, that's why I do so many high risk behaviors. So um, I've been in the coaching realm since 2007. And um, I wasn't diagnosed with ADHD until later in life. And um, for a lot of my life, I definitely had a lot of wins and I had a lot of success. I've been an entrepreneur since the late 90s. And when I got my ADHD diagnosis, it was just like all of the pieces of the puzzle fit together. And um, along with that came a lot of shame and embarrassment and feelings of failure. Um, I was coaching in a neurotypical world and um, integrity, honesty, and truth are my highest held values. And um, I really struggled to put in place all of the neurotypical strategies of you just need to do it and da, 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 da. And I couldn't, I really struggled to want to coach my clients to, to move through because those strategies didn't work for me. Mm -hmm. They were neurotypical and they worked for them and they got results. So shortly after um, my ADHD diagnosis, I was like, well, I should work within an arena that I know. And so um, I became trained as a ADHD coach with Lori Dupar. So the international ADHD coaching center. Mm -hmm. And um, it was awesome. And at the same time, I also really dealt with imposter syndrome, because the feelings of uh, that I wasn't enough, that I wasn't good enough were really, really deeply embedded. And that was a lot of it was because of the stigma that was attached to ADHD. So while it was a huge relief to get a diagnosis, um, the process of receiving an ADHD diagnosis can also be, um, you know, the process of, of denial and then in grief and then shame and then anger and resentment. And so, mm -hmm. I had to work through all that shit and, oh, pardon my language. Um, <laughs> Let it loose. <laughs> okay, perfect. <laughs> I have to remember my kids aren't in the room. It's okay. Um, but a lot of it, uh, for me, actually, the imposter syndrome was pretty deeply embedded. And mm -hmm. um, I know we've touched about this um, a little bit, you and I, in conversations outside of today, but, you know, the whole concept of how we feel mm -hmm. rules how we show up in life. And mm -hmm. for me, I didn't feel good. I felt like a failure. I felt like I wasn't enough. I felt like I wasn't smart enough. It's all a bullshit story, but that's actually what propelled me to become a certified hypnosis professional because yeah. I went through the hypnosis program or hypnosis experience myself. And I received these 
incredible insights. And I was working with clients and we can teach tips, strategies, hacks, tools till we're blue in the face. Yeah. But the intention, and you can answer this for me, but when clients go through your program, ABU, Mm -hmm. the intention is it for them to be glued to you at the hip and to always need you for that accountability portion? Or is it for them to know without a shadow of a doubt that Mm -hmm. they are confident, secure, smart enough, good enough that they can do it on their own? Yeah, 100%. You know, I think that's one of the reasons why I love my work and same as you, right? It's about getting back in touch with your own power to realize that you have every single freaking thing inside of you that you need. But it's just getting back like in touch with the the self-trust, the listening to your intuition, the allowing yourself to try things and make mistakes and, and, oh man, so many other things kind of go into it, but yeah, the purpose is for you to connect with that really deep place within yourself, um, to find that. So, yeah. Yeah. That, that deep place, um, it shows up it's, it's layers of our brain, right? So I know you talk about this, um, with your clients and your students, but, you know, our subconscious mind is our most powerful tool and our brain, it's number one job is to keep us safe. It's where mm-hmm. we house 95% of all of our thoughts. And when we start to understand that there's different layers to our brain mm-hmm. and those different layers, that's where our subconscious brain is where we hold on to all of our patterns and those patterns lead to our beliefs. And mm-hmm. those beliefs are where we get our habits. And so you know, our brain is, is sneaky and it's smart and it just wants to do what's right. But if we're in this place of having negative experiences and let's be real, um, having ADHD, there's some challenges. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And, and part of it also from a belief perspective, and this is where I get a little bit feisty because there are some bullshit stories that are out there that are attached to the stigma of ADHD. And it's actually, that's what propelled me to become a coach was because I was reading all of this information because like all of us, (laughs) right? Like we go down the rabbit hole of wanting to know everything about ADHD yeah. And even after I'd gone through my coaching certification, mm. you know, the stigma and the negative stories that were out there, it's definitely shifting. It's shifting because there's more people like you and I mm-hmm. who were talking about, you know, um, taking a strengths-based approach. Yeah. But for myself, I actually found like the, the deep-seated negative programming. Those were my beliefs. And mm-hmm. With anything, with repetition, whatever side we choose, good or bad, right or wrong, negative or positive, we're reinforcing those neural pathways. Mm-hmm. And that's where we get our habits from. And so yeah. hypnosis brought around this um, profound understanding. And I'd love to just help explain it to your audience in a really, really um, simple format. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that they no, can that they can take home. Yeah, yeah. So, so the, just before we go any further, the um, purpose of the episode and why I wanted to bring you on here was so that we can really start to understand our brain and so we can understand how it's working with the conscious and subconscious. So, 
um, when we start diving into the hypnosis, for those um, who don't know, we're going to start talking about what that relationship looks like and how these parts of our brain dictate our behaviors and our actions and how it um, impacts the way that we show up in our businesses and in our lives and in our relationships. Um, so yeah, that's what we're kind of going to dive into. So yeah. Um, sorry, go on with what you were saying about hypnosis. Oh no. So exactly. So understanding how our mind works. So we've got, there's three levels of our mind. So we've got our conscious mind. That's our, our rational, analytical, critical thinking, short-term memories. And that just houses a very, very small component. And then we've got our subconscious brain and that's where we're housing 95%. And our subconscious brain is our data, our long-term memory, our habits, our beliefs. So, and then we have our unconscious mind. So our unconscious mind is our automatic, instinctual. That's our eyes blinking, our lungs breathing, our heart pumping blood. Um, And repetition um, of a new habit sometimes it's so deeply ingrained that the bad habits that that becomes our way of being. And so Mm -hmm. the Coles notes crash course on all of them is we have an experience and we have an experience in our conscious mind and we give it meaning. Human beings are meaning making, meaning making machines, right? Mm -hmm. So we have an experience, we give it meaning that meaning that we have, it starts to form as a belief. Sometimes we make that belief true about ourselves. So we have an experience, we give it meaning that evokes an emotion. So if we have a, a good experience and it makes us feel good inside, we feel expansive. Like when I sit down and eat the most delicious pasta I've ever had in my whole life. Are you you Italian? (laughs) I was just thinking you're, you're describing this. And I was like, Oh my God, you've taken me to like my favorite meal. (laughs) I'm not Italian, (laughs) but I was just imagining myself eating food. (laughs) Yeah. So, so when you think about that, right. So you have an experience, you give it meaning it evokes an emotion, right? So Mm -hmm. when you right now are thinking about the emotion of eating that delicious meal, like melt in your mouth, and it just makes you feel so good. Mm -hmm. The next step after that is we get a feeling, right? When we have an emotion, it evokes a feeling and it's feel good or feel bad. So every time we have a feeling in our brain, we are getting a chemical physiological response. So we're getting hormones, chemicals that are sent throughout our body. And that feeling elicits our behavior or our action or our inaction. Mm -hmm. So if we've had a lifetime or enough negative experiences that are always telling us like, tried that before, didn't work out like, hmm, right the feeling that comes out is one that's going to hold us back. Yeah. It's going to constantly keep us stuck. So how that works with hypnosis, our body holds on to emotional feelings, like on an emotional resonance level. Mm, yeah. So, and that can become 
habitual. And quite often, the majority of our experiences happen from the age of where we form this emotional resonancy happens from the age of seven and under. And this is what I love about hypnosis and what totally floats my boat (laughs) is we have an experience from the age of seven and under and cognitively, we're not able to process on a logical, linear thinking, critical, rational level, like I'm going to use the example of mom's playing on her phone. Mom's not actually playing on her phone. Mom's really busy. Mom works from her phone, but mom is also juggling kids mm-hmm. and life. And, and mom's a little stressed out. She's got some stuff. She's got her own stuff going on and she's really, really busy. So little. Mary is sitting and she's doing something and she's done. She's, she's built this, you know, beautiful castle with Lego. And she's like, mom, mom, like, look at what I did. And mom, she's in the shit right now. Yeah. And she is, she is a hot mess. Chances are mom has ADHD too. So she mm-hmm. has a hard time managing her emotions. Mom lashes out and she's just like, look, Mary, I told you not right now. Leave me alone. I'm really busy. Well, Mary translates that as I don't matter. Mm -hmm. So fine and dandy later on 10, 15, 20, 30 years later. So Mary's got this physiological response and it's stored deep inside of her that she's not going to reach out and be like, like, check me out. I am moving and shaking in life and I'm putting myself out there and I'm calling for your attention. I am calling for you because I have something I'm really proud of mm-hmm. and it's going to change, change lives. Yeah. Well, how this impacts Mary, this experience from when she was, uh, we'll say she was four years old. So Mary's four, this feeling is stored in her on an emotional resonance light level later on in life. She goes to step outside. She goes to do something and this feeling that's tied back to the experience that elicits an emotional and then physiological and chemical response of I'm going to branch out. Her brain's like, "Mm, no, do you remember you did that? And you don't matter. People don't actually want to hear what you have to say. Mm -hmm. People are too busy. And what you have to say isn't of value because you don't matter. So um, the hypnosis component, what I do, do I just have a question about that. Yeah, so, totally. um, like for me, you know, I've talked in my podcast before about the experience of my dad leaving. That was a huge experience for me to know that I attached that event and made it mean I wasn't lovable, but that's not yeah. what happened. Right. It was just him leaving. He had his own shit he was dealing with, but, um, right. What about the events that, um, you know, I, I know the answer to this. I'm just asking for the, the listeners. Um, but what about the events that are like so small, right? That, that you say Mary's mom was on her phone. How are we going to be able to trace that back? How do we know what event that was? Is it well, all the big events or is it only small events like that? No. Interestingly enough, I, I talk a lot about when I'm with my clients about big T trauma and little T trauma. And quite often our, it's insight-based hypnosis is all about our perception of the event. Mm-hmm. So Mary was safe. She was secure. She was loved, but her perception in that moment is as though she didn't matter. 
Mm-hmm. So when we trace it back, quite often what we think, the majority of my clients that come to me, they're like, I feel like there's something really, really deep. And quite often it's a, it's a small misperception of an event mm-hmm. and it shapes how they show up moving forward. And mm-hmm. is it, so your question was, is it just one small event or is it accumulation or it's, it's often one small or I don't want to say seemingly insignificant because how we feel matters, but cognitively when we know, so insight-based going back to that experience and changing the internal dialogue and having, when you're four years old, you don't have the insight and the wisdom and the cognitive ability to be able to go like, wow, like mom is trying to juggle bills. She's trying to put together all the pieces of making sure that we are cared and provided for. She's trying to build a business. She's all we know is our initial feeling in that moment. So insight-based hypnosis offers the ability. So through, I work with my clients to help move them through the process and some are more insightful than others. And it's really just giving them all of the information and insight they need so that in that experience, they can change the programming. And when I say change the programming, I want you to think about um, a tree. So there's a sapling, right? This little beautiful little tiny tree that is uh, three months old and it's beautiful and it's round and it's circular and it's unscathed. And then it's a year old and somebody comes along and they crack an ax into it. And this axe damages that one-year-old layer. Mm -hmm. Well, does the tree perfectly maintain that roundness as though it has at that first three-month stage? No. The the ring that grows around it has this dent in it, right? And so it ripples all the way throughout. So with hypnosis, you go back to the experience and you change the interpretation, the perception of the experience. So essentially it's like you're smoothing it out as though it never happened because you're able to have that conversation and say, Hey, you know what, Mary, you do matter. Um, you always have mattered. Mom was just super busy. And it's like, Oh, it doesn't mean like I am, I am lovable. I am good enough. I am smart enough. So when you change it at that level, it ripples all the way out Mm -hmm. to present day. And so, and really it's about when we remove the negative feeling. So hypnosis neutralizes the feeling. When you neutralize the feeling, it shapes how we show up in the future. And does that make sense? Yeah. I've, I'm following you. Maybe just unpack that a tiny bit more for those who are listening. Right. So what does that mean? Um, you've, you've, you've gone back and essentially erased it. Yeah. Well, yeah, we've gone back and we've neutralized the feeling. So initially you have an experience and it makes us feel bad. And Mm -hmm. so we want to, our brain does everything possible moving forward in the future to be like, "Mm -mm." we do not want to have that experience again. So whether it's putting yourself out there in business, whether it's putting yourself out there in a relationship, whether it's following through, you know, it's, there's emotions that are attached to that. And um, this is going to be a whole separate episode. But once we understand 
what the language is of our emotions or our feelings, when we neutralize them at the core level, like at the core, at the younger age, you're then able to go through that experience completely. So this, to give you an example of what it would be like, what a a hypnosis experience would be like for a client, it would be Mary's experiencing discomfort in present day life because she's just not putting herself out there. She feels like she doesn't matter. People don't want to hear what she has to say. We go through the hypnosis experience. We go back to another time. We do the informing work to say like, oh yeah, mom was just busy. Like, it's all good. You do matter. And then Mary goes, and you, oh. you will help. Like, how do you, I, 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 I just, help yeah, I, the, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I have, um, so I have specific techniques, uh, that I'm trained in. Mm-hmm. And so I'm certified by the national guild of hypnosis. And I should say like, I'm not a hypnotherapist. Um, a hypnotherapist is actually has a medical degree or someone, anyone who calls himself a hypnotherapist should have a medical degree. Um, I don't do therapy. I do hypnosis. I'm a certified hypnosis professional. I do a lot of the same work. It's almost identical, but from a legal perspective, yeah. Just putting that disclaimer in there. <laughs> uh, so total sidebar. <laughs> we're just going to go over here quick and now we're back. <laughs> and then coming back again. Um, so, so really um, through the hypnosis process, we go back, we do insight, we do informing work so that we're neutralizing all of the emotions. And then we move back through the event and Mary, it's wild. Like I've experienced it and I have, you know, many, many, many clients who've Mm -hmm. had a negative experience and then they go through that experience and they're just like, I'm like, and how are you feeling? And they're like, fine. Like this is in hypnosis and they're at the younger age. And I'm like, how are you feeling? They're like, yeah, fine. And I'm like, okay. And they know. And then when the hypnosis, then we do age regression and we move forward Mm -hmm. and they come out of a session. They're like, it's gone like that feeling because we hold on to feelings in our body. And Mm -hmm. I think once we understand how much of an impact, how we feel elicits, like once we understand the magnitude of, Oh, I'm having a negative feeling. I'm having a, Mm -hmm a place where I'm in either, you know, hide, stop, flee. Well, our brain is this beautiful piece, but it's also a piece that can hold us back quite Mm -hmm. often. And so once we understand also that the the brain is, is plastic Mm -hmm. and it's malleable and Mm -hmm. whichever. So um, Donald Hebb, a lot of people think that it was uh, Joe Dispenza, but have you ever heard the term um, neurons that wire together, fire together? Oh yeah. 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 I love that. Yeah. So yeah. Joe Dispenza, I've been following him for, oh gosh, know, so good, yeah. 10 or 11 years. Yeah. I've been yeah, fascinated awesome. with the human brain my whole life, probably because yeah. I couldn't figure it out. <laughs> um, so Donald Hebb, he's the, the father of neuropsychology and in the 1950s, mid fifties, he was doing some deep dives on neuropsychology and he was the fellow that put together like, wow, like the neural pathways that we train. Mm -hmm. So this is where you spend a lot of time talking with your clients about, you know, it's about having that sense of awareness for for your thoughts and 
for do they, which side of the brain do they lead you to? Um, what questions do you have before I dive into the left prefrontal cortex and right prefrontal cortex? Um, yeah, so I just want to be mindful of our time. So the questions that I have, I, the point that I have to what you were saying before is I think it's important of being mindful of the things that are on repeat inside of your mind, right? Um, the things that you keep telling yourself over and over and over again, they, they're just in there because of the, the wiring, right? And when you say them enough times to yourself, it becomes unconscious. And when they're unconsciously operating is when it starts to impact your life. And I still notice I have unconscious old patterns that are rolling around inside my brain and I have to consciously stop associating with them and choose new thoughts for myself. Ones that seem really uncomfortable sometimes, one that seem, uh, seem really unnatural, but um, yeah. Uh, that was my, that was the thing I had to add to that. Sorry. What were we talking about? <laughs> yeah, no, that, that was exactly it. Right. Like the power of neuroplasticity and you kind of hit the nail on the head, right? So it's habits come from both, you know, the subconscious and the unconscious mind. And so, um, repetition of a habit mm -hmm. is how we can start to instill new ways, but at the core, and this is the driver for why I do what I do at our core, if we do not feel good, mm -hmm. how we feel is the driver for everything that we do. And that's why it's so important to have that sense of awareness around what's coming up for us, like learning mm -hmm. how to identify like, okay, I got some feelings coming up and knowing how to, you know, uh, elicit a response, like a physiological chemical response, mm -hmm. because if we are in the place of, if we're in a pattern of having negative thoughts and those negative thoughts are also based upon experiences that we've given meaning to, we're going to continue to get the same results. So there's the right prefrontal cortex and the left prefrontal cortex. And if we have a positive thought, the neurons that fire are in the left prefrontal cortex. The left prefrontal cortex is our creative, solution-seeking, action-taking, positive side of our brain. The right prefrontal cortex is the hide, flee, stop, in action. I am going to hunker my ass down and do sweet mm, all <laughs> because that's what I'm accustomed to doing. And this is what I noticed with a lot of individuals with ADHD and to circle back to the stigma that's attached to it. There's a lot of negative information out there and here's something enough time and it becomes mm -hmm. our truth. So mm -hmm. we speak life into our words. So does somebody need to go through a hypnosis process? No. Is it a hell of a lot faster for neutralizing emotions <laughs> and bringing yeah. them back? Hypnosis is really it's all about bringing you back to a state of health and wholeness. Mm -hmm. But um, from a repetition perspective, like you'd said, you know, it's having that sense of awareness around our thoughts and then repetitiously giving ourselves a positive solution seeking thought that's going to help reinforce and wire the left prefrontal cortex. Mm -hmm. And a key component to that. Um, where I work with my clients is really just around neutralizing the emotions because habits are deeply ingrained. 
And so it's like, okay, well, let's create some habits that are continuously working for me. So learning how to understand, erase and replace the negative programming that holds you back. And that's what I do. I help individuals identify, erase or neutralize and replace the negative programming so they can move forward feeling clear, calm, focused. And the greatest gift is self-acceptance. Nobody wants to admit. I didn't want to admit that I didn't love myself. And that's, you know, I'm telling it to all of your listeners, but on the outside, people are like, oh, you got it all together. On the inside, I was just like, I was the same. I literally feel like a failure myself. Yeah. Um, So before we kind of get carried away talking about the next topic, because we're going to record a part two to this, where we dive all into the emotions and we are going to talk about the feel bad, distract cycle in the next episode. But um, before we go there, maybe there's one tool or one like tip that you can leave us with, and then we'll recap um, the benefits of doing this work. Totally. Um, Meditation has a really negative (laughs) <laughs> stigma uh, for ADHD years because uh-huh. we're always like huh. so for individuals that aren't you know diving into hypnosis right away um mindfulness and when I say mindfulness it's really the foundation of everything I do is it needs to be simple it needs to be easy and it needs to be fun why because those things they feel really good to me simple yeah. easy and fun feels good And Mm -hmm. for me, if it doesn't fit into that criteria, so meditation and sitting on my ass for an hour, I've done it. I have done hundreds of hours of meditation. Do I have an hour? No, but mindfulness. So the first step as a takeaway would be having an awareness. I know you teach this to your clients and to your students, having an awareness around your thoughts. Is that thought helpful or does it hinder you? Mm -hmm. And if it's not something that's helpful, it's like, what's a positive reframe, but the reframe has to be within the grasp of being realistic. Cause if it's not realistic, like the whole, everybody wants to be a millionaire. And if you're trying to tell yourself, I'm a millionaire, I'm a millionaire, I'm a millionaire, but in your brain, you know, you only have $47 in your bank account. Your brain's going to be like, well, shit, you only have $47 in your bank account. You are not a millionaire. (laughs) So you're reinforcing right there. You're reinforcing the right prefrontal cortex, which is the hide, flee, stop, inaction, negative thinking side. So it's really about having a sense of awareness and a simple takeaway practice. There's actually been millions of dollars spent on research and within ADHD communities. Um, But from a neuroscience perspective, 12 minutes a day for four weeks makes a significant difference to enhance your focus and your productivity and your sense of ease and calm and clarity. And that's 12 minutes a day for four weeks of having a mindfulness practice. So it's not sitting down, meditating for hours. It's tuning into your, your breath, your sense of sight, Mm -hmm. your sense of touch. Quite often um, I go outside and for 12 minutes of that, I will just tune into what I hear if it's raining because I live on the West Coast, a lot of rain out here. I have a a hood on and I focus on the sounds of raindrops hitting my hood, hitting my hood. I focus on placement of heel to toe when I walk. It can be simple and easy. 
Yeah. Mm -hmm. And what makes it fun is that you get a result like that is kind of like, huh, I did it. And even if it's not 12 minutes a day, it's better than not. So that would be my takeaway for, for your listeners. Yeah. And it makes life, you know, we get so caught up sometimes in the past and the future that it's like, literally all we have is right now, even this conversation that we're having, the people that are listening to it, this moment is already gone by the time I just said that. So it's like, just connecting with what is right here, right now, being super present. Well, and that's all mindfulness is right. It's Mm -hmm. about pulling you back to the present moment. Mm -hmm. And yes, it's a huge bonus. If there are no ill feelings that are constantly running them up. Yeah. Yeah. But it's not always that easy, right? We all have our own version of little T traumas, right? Little T traumas, the way that mom looked at us or um, the way that, you know, Jimmy pulled on our pigtails, whatever it may be. So, yeah. Um, Okay, cool. So um, what is one benefit of doing the mindfulness? What is it going to help us do? Increase your, your focus, your productivity, that sense of calm, that sense of ease it at the core, it makes you feel good. Mm -hmm. And when we feel good to tie this back to do it enough, repetitiously feel good. And we have an experience. We give it meaning that elicits an emotion. The emotion elicits a feeling. The feeling elicits a chemical physiological response. And that physiological response dictates our actions. Mm -hmm. So when the core of everything that I teach is when we feel good, we get positive results because mm-hmm. you know when you feel good it's expansive mm-hmm. when we feel bad it's contracted what state do you want to be in yeah no that's so true so um, yeah that's 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 my that's my simple it's it, even mindfulness aside it's i have a list of what makes me feel good Mm. right mine's connecting with friends it's music it's moving my body it's laughter it's hugging my kids right so it's like just always asking yourself what feels good what feels Mm -hmm. good and I have a hard and fast rule if it doesn't feel good I ain't doing it yeah no I'm 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 dead serious I think that's though in business oh we can't have this conversation we're gonna start wrapping up the episode but I think in Mm. business there's so many things that I don't want to do that I do and I get my shit together because I gotta do it it doesn't feel good all the time so I think it's like the fine line of like how can you make something as enjoyable as possible as you can for yourself even if it's something you don't want to (laughs) do totally right well that's where I'm not gonna go down a tangent or another rabbit hole because we could be following little bunny tails forever but that's like also understanding, like you just said, because you understand the benefits, right? So it's having that awareness mm-hmm. to be able to have the conversations like, well, what's another way that I can reframe this then? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to do it. Like, do I want to do my taxes? No, no I don't want to do my taxes. <laughs> but is it is it beneficial to get the CRA off my back? Because uh, it's November and I still haven't filed them. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. So that yeah. feels good. Yeah. Right. So it's that fine line. Right. But yeah. yeah. Anyways. Cool. Okay. So just before we head off, um, tell us how we can work with you. You can work with me. So you can find me at tinamadsen.com. So that's T I N A M A D S E N. Um, I was only having just taking on coaching clients, but at this point hypnosis I find is far more effective for where I'm at in my business and getting tangible 
firm results with my clients. So I do a combination of coaching and hypnosis throughout the process. So they can find me on tinamadson.com. Uh, I'm on Instagram as Tina Madsen 2.0. Yes, I intentionally changed my name to 2.0 because I am the new and enhanced version. Oh, I and love that. Yeah. And, um, and I'm on Snapchat or not Snapchat. Sorry. That's my kids who are on Snapchat. I'm on, um, TikTok. Cool. Oh my God. Yeah. TikTok. You love it. Yeah. yeah. And so, yeah, I love that so much. And honestly, hypnosis has totally changed my life and changed my business. So if you are listening and you are somebody who wants to accelerate your progress in life and in your business, hypnosis is like 5,000%. The one thing that you can do to help you release things from your past that are holding you back. Um, and so this is something that I start to touch on with inside of the, uh, ADHD business university and Tina is coming in to give us, um, a huge wrap up module, which is going to be so freaking amazing. I'm super excited because she knows all the science based evidence, all that kind of stuff. Um, I'm that's so her excited. Yes. Yeah. It's going to be so freaking awesome. So um, she's just going to take it all and supercharge it for us. So I'm really um, excited to have you in there. And it's a massive bonus for um, the community. And yeah, so seriously, I'm telling you, she is freaking amazing. Get in touch with her, go over to her page, follow her on her Instagram, find her on TikTok um, and make sure you reach out. Do you have consultations or something like that? Yep. Yep. So, uh, on my website or even through my link tree on Instagram, you can book in for a discovery call. We can have a chat. They're slated for 30 minutes. They usually end up being a little bit longer because you know, we get carried away. But <laughs> my, my number cool. one intention is really just to provide value. And it's also why I love what you do because you're dedicated to shifting and transforming the way that people view themselves. And it's such important work. And let's face it, we all want to be badass business owners and excel in life. So, yeah. yeah, cool. Okay, well, we are going to wrap it up. Make sure, like I said, you guys come back and watch. Um, keep an eye out for episode uh, part two of this episode because episode I keep talking. This is my no, I can make any sense. Come back for part two <laughs> of this series because we're going to be talking about the feel bad distract cycle in the next episode, and we're going to give you some. Uh, tips for that. So super, super excited. But yeah, thank you so much for coming on today, Tina. It has been amazing. You have so much knowledge and so much information. And um, exactly like you said, I'm so glad that we're in this space together and shifting the way that the world sees ADHD and the way that people see themselves. So thank you for having me. An honor to be here. Yeah. We'll see you guys next time. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. Have you begun to realize how powerful this work really is? Each and every time that you tune in, you're learning to master this work. You're transforming your own life and your business. If you are someone who really loves to help other people, please share this episode on social media to help transform someone else's life. And if you really love this episode and you found value, please leave me a review. It will help us create a positive change and shift the way the world sees ADHD. I also really love to connect with my listeners. So you can find me on Instagram and clubhouse at annemarie.espina. And if you have any questions, please email hello at annemarieespina.com and your questions may be featured in upcoming episodes. Thank you so much. Have an amazing day and I will see you next time.